Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you have not been out to the airport since COVID, boy, what a depressing place it is. The whole area around the airport is just, mm. it's just sad right now. I, lockdown, we, right? Yeah. Well, of course, it's part of Malton, which I guess is part of Peel, and they're in lockdown. And so I, uh, we had to go out and pick up our, our son, uh, our eldest, who came back uh, for the holidays for uh, Christmas from England. And um, so... When we got out there, first of all, you know, easy peasy to get in. If you if you like your airport to be uh, basically abandoned, then uh, this Lester B. Pearson is for you because there was just nobody around. And they have this new, sir. Uh, they, they, it's not a service, I guess, but they they offer up uh, this thing, this parking option because you can't go in to the terminals unless you're flying or you work at the airport. So they have something now called cell phone parking, where basically it's free. And you just, it's like kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but you, each terminal, I guess, has them. And you just sit there and wait for your person to arrive. And they call you and then you boogie into the yeah, terminal. Yeah, it's, it's a lot you can wait for free at yeah. rather than having to do the loop over and over again, hoping you time it right where they come out. Of course, I screwed it all up and I ended up in the pay parking anyhow. So I had to beg with the lady <laughs> to let me out. But even that, it's just, remember when you go to the airport and you'd park and you'd walk in and the you know, parking lot was usually pretty full. Yeah. No, like if I, if I counted a dozen cars... Really? And then, so we got there early, and his uh, flight was a little delayed. So we're like, well, let's just go find a drink somewhere. There's a restaurant that we always go to um, when we either pick up or drop off one of the boys when they were going somewhere. And it's just outside of... uh, Outside of the terminals on Airport Road. And uh, so we just, we didn't even think. We just headed over there. And then we realized, oh, no, it's closed. Everything's closed. And then you drive along that strip right now, Airport and Dixon Road. And it's just, you know, hotels and restaurants, as far as the eye can see, nobody around. Because nobody's flying in, so nobody's staying at those hotels. Yeah, It's really sad. And when you think of, as we make our way to Christmas, all the parties and stuff that would normally be held in those hotels well, and all the people rooms. employed there too oh, right yeah just the money lost is we can't get our head quite wrapped around it no. it's just the, the numbers are just too big well and, and the real problem we have with it i think and for so many people is who do you blame mm. right like we love to assess blame we kind of feel a need to assess some blame on all of mm-hmm. this when everyone's struggling and it's hurting and, and this is this is all happening. Who, who do we blame on this? Do you look to the government? Do you look to the maskers or the anti-maskers? Do you look to China or whatever it may be? You just, you just want to blame somebody. You want to, but I, I don't know that you, you can. I you mean, can. I guess I guess our initial was to blame the bat eater in right. the wet market. And I don't even know at this stage if you can blame that person anyhow because... That's just a lifestyle. You know, we, and I was guilty of this early on, ban all those wet markets. But what I don't understand, because I haven't lived a life that I've seen the whole world, is a lot of fa- uh, families, countries, uh, communities rely on that as part of their food source because they don't have a metro just up the street. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and yes, I mean, that was obviously one of the the first things. But, oh, it's, you know, who eats a bat and why mm. would it, you know... Who eats a ghost pepper? Right. right. <laughs> Maybe the world had never right. intended you to actually yeah. eat a ghost pepper. There are people in India who don't eat cows. Right. We do. I know. I know. Everybody, yeah, there is no real... And I keep saying this to anybody who is, you know, not believing in it. I go, it's once every hundred years. Just look at history. Right. History spells it out. We just happened to land in the middle of it. Mm. We got stuck with it. 
They've had a pretty good run, our life. It's been great. Trying to explain to the kids last night, you know, as, as they start thinking about Christmas and Advent calendars starting, mm. what, tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, what's it going to be like? And this is, you know, it's, it's, it's going to suck is what is going to happen. It's not going to be your normal. Right. Uh, unfortunately, but it's something we got to do. It's a bad one. Yeah. And, and we're stuck with it. But, yeah, you got to kind of keep reminding them, look, it, it's no fun, but your life is brilliant compared to many. Mm-hmm. You know, we got it good. Yeah. You got a warm home and clothing and you food. You got to sit and play video games. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from and all of that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it really was eye opening for me uh, being around the airport on Saturday because uh, I've been living out here in the East End and we're still open for business. Life, you know, as I roamed around, I went to Canadian Tire on Saturday. I had to stop at a grocery store. I went to a shoe store to pick up shoelaces for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> this is our life still, you right. know? Yeah. And then you drive out around the airport, and it's just... I avoided a couple it. places on the weekend because it was just, it was so busy. I was like, I don't need to do this today. Oh, yeah. I can wait. Yeah, I, I was making my way into a Dollarama, and I saw the uh, the amount of people coming in and out, and I went, nah, I don't, I don't need it that bad. Right. You know? Anyhow, yeah, if you, uh, if you have not been out around the airport, if you need a good eye-opener to all of this, boy, oh, boy. It's a, it really is a sad state of affairs, as you see everything just locked up and shut down. Except for the LCBL. <laughs> it was wide open for business. <laughs> well, we can't really say much good about this pandemic, but this might be one aspect of it that uh, is a positive. It's going to make this Christmas season a lot less stressful. <laughs> Right. People are uh, likely to say that the holiday season will be uh, actually uh, easier to deal with. We won't have the work parties. We won't have the neighborhood get-togethers. Mm-hmm. We won't have the uh, family outside of our bubble get-togethers. So it should be pretty low-key and quiet. Now, if you're one who just loves the over-the-top chaos of Christmas, right? then, of course, you're going to miss out. But I think for most of us, anyhow, there are parts of the season. Like for me, you know, it's funny. When January comes, most people go, oh, now it's just three months of cold and crap. And yeah, as much as I don't like that, there is something about that quietness that I love. Yeah, after the Christmas rush. And the New Year's and everything. Yeah, there's that there's that moment that I just go, oh, it's January 2nd or 3rd and it's quiet. It's interesting because, you know, I don't. I don't normally find the holidays all that stressful. Because you don't do any. I'm not hosting. <laughs> but like going around to other people's parties yeah. so is not really stressful. Not that difficult when you're just showing up at everybody else's doorstep and they're feeding you. Right. And handing you drinks. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I guess for some, the stress may be this year. You know, we talked about it earlier because it's Cyber Monday. Mm. Is getting everything delivered in mm. time, right? If you're ordering stuff now... You're taking, you know, you're crossing your fingers a little bit that it's going to be here in in time to mm. get wrapped and stuff for Christmas. And the most part of things will be here within a week or two, right? And so you'll be fine and in the clear. But if you're going to leave it much longer, especially mm. if you're looking for that personalized stuff, it might take a little longer to get. So there might be a little bit of stress in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you're right for the most part. I mean, everyone's just going to hunker down. You you know, one of the stresses has always been, well, who's hosting New Year's and what's going to happen? Right. Well, it's not such a big stress this time around. I have said for years, with our family, we break it up into uh, the two days, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And we, we, uh, we go back and forth where one family 
uh, gets it on Christmas Day, and then the other family gets Boxing Day. And I've been pushing for years to even let the Boxing Day thing go and do it closer to New Year's because I always find that if you have your Christmas Day, now you've had Christmas Eve, you've been up drinking late, whatever. Christmas Day is Christmas Day. It's crazy and busy opening gifts and early in the morning. Big meal again. So wait, what, same family on Boxing Day? No, so like Maria's, so I'll see uh, Maria's side, say Christmas Day. Gotcha. And then all the, like, my sister-in-laws, they'll do their thing on Boxing Day, and then we switch it around the following. Gotcha. But it's, I find by Boxing Day, nobody's in the mood. Right. Everybody's just had enough already. Plus, it's the end of the month. We've all just had enough of Christmas. (laughs) So I've always said, well, why don't you just do, we'll do that, make our Christmas with the other family, like on New Year's Eve. Yeah. We'll combine the two. You know? Boxing Day, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that's a relaxing day. Mm. Like, I just want to veg out. You know, the kids have all their new stuff. Go play with it. Right. Leave me alone. So, <laughs> I've been through it all. So if you spend Christmas Day with your parents, right. when do you see Adrian's parents? Normally, it would be uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, okay, so you kill it all right. Christmas Eve. And- yeah, and, and, I mean, Adrian's brother is, I mean, my brother-in-law is out of town in right. the uh, you know, west side of the country here. So it's... It's normally just the two of them. Right. And my parents, you know, for the last several years, have invited them right. to our family Christmas Day thing. Mm-hmm. So we see them, you know, we go out there Christmas Eve and the kids open up their presents with them. And then uh, we usually see them on Christmas Day. Yeah, that we did that for a long time because after my sister, uh, who passed away many, many years ago, uh, it was just me and my parents. So yeah. Maria's family would always say, well, just bring your mom and dad over. You right, know? yeah. Well, why not? It's two more people at a table of worlds colliding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my parents just didn't. You know, it was so funny when I ended up in Maria's world because I came from this, you know, it's just my sister and I and my parents. Very, very small family. Like, incredibly. Even, like, here's, here's how small we are. If my boys don't have sons one day, the Venn name will die. That's, <laughs> that's how small we are. So it was always very quiet. Everything was always pretty late, you know, uh, chill and, and, and relaxed. And we would do Christmas Day where we would eat at, like, dinner time, and it would be just very nice and a turkey. Then they they get involved with these outlaws of mine now. And it's, you know, shots and eating at noon and <laughs> chaos and a thousand children running around. My poor mother would go home with a migraine every Christmas. Right. She just couldn't take it. Well, and, you know, it's funny because you do say the stress. My mom, I'm sure, felt all the stress because... You know, my dad's thing was just invite everybody. Right. He said, invite everybody over. And then he would just sit there. But then there. you're getting him out of his pajamas five minutes before people are <laughs> arriving. It is Cyber Monday. We got through Black Friday. Tomorrow's Giving Tuesday. Will you be doing some cyber shopping today, Lucky? I am uh, I'm trying to hold off as much as possible. Mm. Because I, I, we've got a lot of the stuff done already for the kids. You're good. For Adrian. I, I don't need to be spending much more. <laughs> Haven't even started. Yeah? Yeah. Well, now, will you look? Because, you know, the numbers are showing. Like, Black Friday, stores in the States, they're showing about 50% mm. uh, cut as to what they normally have in terms of uh, volume of people. And I think $9 billion spent online on Friday. Even more expected today. We went through a period, when we were in uh, Windsor, we went through a period where we would all gather around the TV and basically bang out the Christmas shopping right there through Amazon or whatever, and then we'd all go pick it up at a place called Detroit Mailbox because a lot of the stuff that you want, Mm. you can't get into Canada. We haven't done it nearly as much since moving 
back uh, to uh, to the GTA. Um, and our youngest, David, who's very aware of the world and the plight of many, uh, has asked us to avoid using Amazon as much as we can this year because he doesn't want to see more money go into Jeff Bezos' pocket. Right. So we have kind of committed to that. And, and also with the pandemic, you know, as much as shop local sounds like prayers and thoughts and thoughts and prayers, it doesn't seem to do a whole lot because I don't know how many of us actually, even when we do shop local, really right. shop local, I know. we all like to wave that flag. We like, like we like to preach it a lot. Oh. But when you get a computer, are you going to the local guy or are you yeah. go to the big box? That's right. Exactly. And I think most of us do go to the big box. So I, I am going to uh, try to uh, to do my shopping uh, as as much as I can in store and in the mall. Although, if things work out my way, we might go into lockdown in uh, in Durham before uh, I get to my shopping, and then that will be my out. <laughs> Can't buy any gifts if nobody's open, sweetie. Anyhow, here's a fruitcake. Um, if you are going to be shopping uh, online, doing some Cyber Monday shopping, don't do these things or avoid these mistakes, like shopping for the sake of a sale. Lucky. Right. A lot of people just buy stuff because they see it on sale. So ask yourself if you're actually excited about the product or did they trick you into buying something you didn't actually want. Say that I was reading an article uh, in, uh, in a magazine on the weekend and they were talking to a, and it was this is going to sound awful, some like like 28-year-old retiree. Oh, for crying out loud. Right. Like they had uh, they had saved and uh, and they lived in like a 500-square-foot apartment. But they decided, you know what? Uh, they got a, had a good job making, you know, whatever, and made enough that they could, uh, banked enough, and basically retire before 30. By the age of 28, they had made enough money. Yeah, they had wow. like $2 million banked. What, are they a hockey point. player? <laughs> right. But, but what the key was, and what it was all about, was uh, to put your spending into time. Mm. Uh, so uh, if you were about to buy something, and let's say it's 100 bucks. Think about it as how many hours that would take you to earn that, mm. right? And so if you're going to buy, let's say you're looking at, you know, something, uh, the TV that you want to buy, okay, it's 1500 bucks. If you look at it and go, well, that's gonna, uh, that'll take another week mm. in order to spend that. And, and they did that in bigger purchases, the car, uh, you know, accommodation, your house, right? Mm. If you're thinking, well, you know. I'm going to put another 50 grand on the line of credit. Uh, well, what's 50 grand? Is that a year? Is that, you know, mm. eight months? Is that a year and a half of your salary? You know, think about how much that's going to add later on in life for you to have to work that off eventually. You know, I, it's an interesting story and pretty impressive that they were able to do that by the time they're 28 years of age and they got two million bucks. But oh, I hate the person for it. I, I don't even I don't even hate them. I just wonder like where they're at living this life. You yeah. you have one kick at the can. Now I know you have to find a balance mm. of being responsible but also enjoying your time on this planet. And and I just wonder somebody that rigid like Okay, first of all, I'm kind of I like the idea that they can retire on two million dollars at 28, right? Because I'm a lot older than 28, and I've got about 16 grand. Yeah. So, 
I'm hoping that'll, that'll stretch that out as long carry, as you can. Carry me through. I well, and, and listen, at 28, you haven't you haven't had kids. You haven't right. had all these old. There's a lot of life changes and responsibility sure. things that happen that can eat away at that very yeah. quickly. I just I don't think their plan is necessarily uh, achievable mm. because they're like, oh, we're going to stay in this like 600 square foot apartment. Right. I'm not doing that. No, forget that. I want more space. I, and you, I want to travel and do all these right. things too. Yeah, don't they want to do any of that? Uh, so forget it. I don't. I don't agree with their budgeting, but mm. I do agree with the, and I do do this myself at times. Mm. Where I'll look at this and go, oh man, do I want to blow another 150 bucks right now? That's mm. a, you know, how long is that? If, if you really equated it into hours. Mm. You know, like here, that would take 150 hours for us to make that, right? So, yeah, that's a, that's a long time. It's true. Man, you just depressed me with that right. fact. I, here's what I do, and I, it's pro- I'm sure it's a mistake. I'm sure most things I do financially are a mistake. But I'll look at something that's, say, $150. And, I'll, and if I hum and haw about it, I'll go, well, Jesus, I give hydro 240 bucks a month. You know, I give uh, gas 100 and something a month. It's and I know that I need those things, hydro and gas, and all. I pay Bell like nine hundred dollars a month. That is such the mentality of this generation, though. Sure. Oh, look at what about me? Mm. Why, why? You know, I'm paying all these people for these things. I'm not doing enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not spoil. I need to spoil me. Sure. We're so bloody self centered in oh, that. Of course, right? One hundred percent. The one thing that a lot of people are guilty of is not thinking. All right. Well, at some point. You're going to have to pay this all off, mm-hmm. right? Or you're leaving it as a big debt to your kids. Mm. You know, congratulations. Uh, because, you know, you're going to hit 60, 70, maybe 80 at some point, And you're going to go, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, you know, do I still have to work this off? How, you know, we, we, we're guilty of just saying, ah, it'll work itself out in the future. Or I'll pay interest on it. It's only 2%. Who cares, right? Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. The goal was you got a, a mortgage, and you're supposed to pay it off in 25 years. A lot of people now just leave estate mortgages where their kids just sell the house and get whatever they get right. for it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm no better. We bought a house 30-something years ago. I owe double on it <laughs> what I paid. <laughs> Did a bad pickup line ever work for you, Lucky? You ever try a cheesy pickup line back in the day? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I ever had the stones to yeah. pull off the uh, the bad pickup line. Uh, more than half of us uh, wish they were outlawed, but one in three say a cheesy pickup line has actually worked on them. Huh? Women are more likely to have success with them than men. That's not too shocking. You just right. look at us and we're there. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? That's yes, right. I'm in. So, um... Half of men say they've fallen for a one-liner compared to about a quarter of women. Here are some of the more cringeworthy pickup lines, according to this uh, this poll. I got my library card, so now I'm checking you out. Wow. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. Right. Do you like raisins? Well, how do you feel about a date? <laughs> I'd fall from that one. <laughs> There's something wrong with my phone. It doesn't have your number in it. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Feel my shirt? Do you think it's made of boyfriend material? Huh. I must be in a museum because you're a work of art. Wow. You must be tired because you've been running through my mind all night. Uh-huh. I've heard of that one. Never used it. I can't believe that people have. I know.
Or maybe that's just the approach. Like you go so cheese mm. that they know you're being cheesy, right? Yeah, and if you I, maybe if you come in with that attitude that you know you're being cheesy right. as well. Yeah, we're on the same page here. I'm being a jerk. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying any any way to get to talk to you. Yeah, that's right. Are you a time traveler? Because I can see you in my future. <laughs> I like this one. My name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? <laughs> That's actually pretty good. If I ever need it, I'll use it. Are you a magician? Because when I look at you, everything disappears. Wow. And these lines actually work. I just go to begging and pleading. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to, to stalk from about yeah. 20, 30 feet away. Yeah. See if she catches a glimpse. Yeah, my my routine has always just been to hang around until they just give in. <laughs> I'm like a, a fungus or a, a weed. I'm just I'm just there. I literally I literally milled around Maria for a good year. You're just a wart. Oh, eventually ah, you just get used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Either have me, you know, surgically removed or just accept <laughs> I'm a part of your foot forever. It's Teddy Reader time for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. How's it going, Teddy? I can't complain. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, well, there's a pandemic. <laughs> you're locked down. you got to stay in your house. You can't do anything. Mm. You're not supposed to go anywhere except for the grocery store mm -hmm. and the liquor store. Mm -hmm. The government needs their money. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's true. Uh, the liquor store is always a fun place to go. They just don't have any grilling section. No, they need that. No, but they got a good magazine that has a lot on grilling in it. It's a pretty good magazine. It's got some great stuff in it. Yeah. I, I always enjoy reading that. And uh, I even learned some stuff, too, which is good. That's it's always not good possible. to keep learning. <laughs> no, no, I, I really, I don't know everything. I think you do. Uh, nah. Teddy, we got a, uh, a text from a listener named Kelly who was, I think, at Costco, and they saw... A big container of ground bison. Yeah, 10 pounds of it. Yeah, very expensive, too. I wouldn't, I, I don't understand quite why bison is so expensive. But we've all had ground beef. We've had ground chicken and turkey and pork and veal. And But I've never had ground bison. What would we do with that? Is it a good cut of meat? Is it tasty? It is. Uh, bison, you, you treat it very much like uh, ground lamb or ground beef. Uh, the thing about bison is that it's very, very lean. There's not a lot of fat in it. So it's like extra lean ground beef. And so you have to remember that you don't want to super overcook it uh, because then it's going to be dry, dry, dry. So sometimes it's nice to take a little bit of ground pork and fold that in to that ground bison, and it'll give you a little bit more fat. But here's the trick to working with ground bison. As you're mixing it up, you can put whatever, you know, take onion soup mix. Mm. Sprinkle it on, then take uh, about one to two teaspoons for every pound of meat of cornstarch or potato starch. I like potato starch a little bit more. And mix that in with the bison. What's that, that starch is going to do? It's going to look for all the free moisture that's in that bison and keep it in the burger. Mm, okay. So that it doesn't evaporate and doesn't end up all on the grill, and then you end up with a drier burger. Now, with ground meats, you still need to treat them like uh, like ground beef and cook them well done. But don't squish it when it's on your grill. 
And the other thing is, just take it to that internal temperature of 160, pull it off, put it on your bun, and chow down. But that cornstarch or potato starch is going to help keep all the moisture and that extra fat inside the bison. And that's the trick to making a good burger with it. Uh, Teddy, is bison like one of the gamier meats? Are you, are you going to taste a difference? You're going to taste it, but it's it's not that strong. It's quite uh, it's quite pleasant, and uh, it's really delicious, delicious meat. And it's very lean, and it's got lots of protein in it, and it's a fantastic. It is expensive, but it's worth uh, playing with. I wouldn't make a sauce from that ground bison. I just use it for either a meatloaf or burgers. And why? Why is the price tag so high on bison? Well... They're a, a, a very large animal, mm. and it's a premium animal. It okay. takes a long time to grow them, so they are more expensive. And the there's you know you get it's a it's an animal that's bigger than a cow, mm-hmm. and so there's lots of meat to use, but not a lot of people are buying it. So it's very expensive, and you've got to process the whole thing to make it worthwhile. So, yeah, but it is worth it. It's a treat. If you ever get a bison strip loin, uh, throw that on the grill, uh, hot and fast, cook it to rare, medium rare at the most, and uh, chow down and enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you see some bison, uh, pick it up and enjoy it. Beautiful. Oh, and one last thing, Teddy. I saw the photo you shared of the Kobe beef, and you are right. Oh, yeah. It's all white, speckled. It looks, it doesn't even look like real meat. No, it's pretty crazy. Eh? Wow. Yeah. I was, I, uh, I've I, never <laughs> seen it. I said to Teddy, if we ever get back to doing a Rock Your Block again, the, the big return of Rock Your Block, whenever oh. we're allowed to do that, maybe a little strip of Kobe would oh, be Maybe nice. we can find somebody to cut a deal, get us some Kobe. Get, yeah. it, in, get it in from Helinda's. Get them on that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there. Well, there's lots of Kobe available in in Ontario. We can find that. Beautiful. Nice and easy to do. All right, Teddy. See you. And do. Maybe we'll do something up at the joints. You know, yeah. In the, in the spring or the summer next year, and uh, we can social distance on the golf course at the El Dorado. Well, hopefully by next summer we don't have to social distance anymore. We can all get together and cuddle once again, Teddy. <laughs> You keep your fingers crossed for that cuddling boy. You keep them crossed. I'm coming to cuddle with you. I love yeah, I'm going to be squishy. Listen, I've had a Teddy hug. He gives good <laughs> hugs. Teddy's a good man. I'll cuddle with Teddy any day of the week. Teddy, how do we get a hold of you, pal? You're going to find me at tedreader.com or at Ted Grills on social media. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.